Hello and welcome back to The Steph Gordon Show. I'm a little starstruck today because I have somebody joining us on the podcast today who is, first of all, a big deal, but second of all, probably one of the nicest people I've ever seen on the internet, but also in having chats before this podcast has gone live. I felt so connected because she's such a real, authentic human being. So today on the podcast, we have Steph Pace joining us from Just Another Mummy blog. Steph, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I can just say that Steph's, we're a different um, caliber. We're very, very, <laughs> we're all just awesome. <laughs> it's a Steph thing, guys. Yeah, we don't want to be elitist, but you know, it's a Steph thing. So if you're either, you're either with us or you're against us. <laughs> so I just wanted to do a little bio intro for anyone who doesn't know you, which is crazy because they should 100% be following you on social media. You're a mother of two, an entrepreneur. Like I said, the woman behind Just Another Mummy blog. You've gained a large community through just doing really relatable and down-to-earth content around parenting, organization, fitness, mental health. I mean, you have so many passions. It's, you're so multi-passionate. It's so beautiful to see. You started a blog in 2016 to connect to new mothers, and you've shared your life really candidly on there ever since. And I think that your openness around that and with your struggles with anxiety and motherhood, have allowed you to connect, you know, to thousands of women around the globe. You're also the CEO of Steph Pace Planners, um, which I love. They're so beautiful. Thank which you. you started in your garage in 2019 and has taken off to new heights. You have a warehouse, you have teams, you have all this, like all these products now, product lines along there. So congratulations on everything you've been able to achieve. Oh, thank you so much. When you say it like that, I'm like, oh, that's why I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense now. It's so funny how fast you forget how far you've come. Oh, absolutely. Like even yesterday, I actually went to an event for Little Label Co. And I was chatting to her and just even being able to give her the advice now. Like I remember receiving the same advice even like a year ago, like even just a year of growth in business. You just don't realize until you actually like sit down and reflect on it. So it is, I think it's super important we kind of acknowledge that as well. Yeah. And I think also acknowledging like, the other thing is, you know, you have built this incredible brand, you have built this warehouse, this product lines, this, you know, this this business, but also you started in 2016 and it's 2023. So your girl's been doing it a while, you know, like it's definitely not overnight. Yeah, no. And it's even, it's funny because I can't really remember a time I didn't do this, but I also do feel like I remember so vividly when I started like the blog and the Instagram and it's just crazy. And Ryan was the one, my husband, he was the one who really supported me, which was like saying, you you do it, you, you got to go do it. And if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't have put myself out there. Mm. Big ups to husbands that push us, just by the way. <laughs> if you have one in your life, they're the best. So if anyone who doesn't know you, who is Steph Pace? Like, how would you describe yourself? So yes, as you said, I feel like I'm just your regular Aussie girl and mum of two, Harper and Willow, who are five and six now. And they've just started school, which is a whole, I feel like that's a job in itself, honestly. They have so many things going on at school that we never had. Like there's all these activities and things I have to do. Yeah, we just had like recess and then after school care and that was it. <laughs> yeah. And like, oh, anyway, I just, I could go on about it forever. But yeah, so I've got like the two girls and I started my blog, as you said, in 2016. At the time I started it because I got really alone in motherhood. I had postnatal depression and anxiety and I actually did journalism at uni. So I loved writing. I loved connecting with people and I just felt like, when you have a newborn, you're really kind of just stuck in the house. Well, I was stuck in the house. I felt like I was, I was in the trenches and I was just craving that human connection. So with time, I would share, you know, my mental health. 
I talk about anxiety, which I felt like, especially back then, not a lot of people talked about. And I got really well known for my organization. We lived in a one bedroom unit and there wasn't like any space. So I started doing all these different hacks and I started organizing and I just shared that with everybody and it kind of just blew up. And that was like before Marie Kondo had her own Netflix show, which was really cool. And then since then, I just always really liked, you know, teaching people on how they can, you know, implement routines, be more organized and not feel like such a slave to their homes and their life. And I always loved a good planner. It was just one of the things I've always loved. Do you remember that movie called New York Minute? <laughs> I don't, but I'll go watch it. What was it about? So it's got Mary Kate and Ashley in it. And it, oh my God, I'm there to watch it tonight. It is so, the best. That's so like 2003. I love it. So I think I was oh, probably younger than a teenager at the time when it came out. And one of the, the characters, she had a planner and it was like her life was all organized. And ever since then, I was like literally obsessed with like planners and organization. So her name was Jane Ryan. So she is my inspiration for SPP. So yeah. Shout out to Jane Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. And I just remember sitting on the couch one afternoon and my cousins were here and I just said to them, I'm like, what do you guys reckon if I started a planner, like created a planner? And they're like, you need to do that. And I had no idea what I was doing. I had absolutely no idea. And my plan, as you said, was I was just going to pack it in the garage on the weekends as a hobby. And obviously I was working with brands on my blog and everything as well. That was like my main, like, I guess you could say job. And it was just for me to just to enjoy as like a hobby. And then here we are, we're about to move into our third warehouse because we've outgrown them, which is insane. And we've got so much more stuff than that now. And yeah, here we are, pretty much a little summary. Who knew, hey? Like, it's so beautiful. And I think like for anyone listening, because obviously this is a business podcast. So for anyone listening, you know, it really is about just honing on, on your skill set. And like honing on what you're naturally good at. And it wouldn't have been easy for you to put together a planner. Like it wouldn't have been like, oh, I just know how to do that. You would have had to really pull all of that out of your head about like what makes sense and what would help me and what would help them. And how would I show somebody how I do this? And it's not like it's natural, but you took the time and energy to figure out what your gift was and then put it into something that people could purchase. Yeah, 100%. And as you said, like if it's something you're truly passionate about, it happens with anything. If you are trying to force yourself to do even a hobby, like a new sport or, you know, anything, and you like you want to learn, you could go to uni, do a great a degree. And if you're truly not passionate about that, you're not going to want to finish it. It's the yeah. same with business. If you have to force it, if you're in it just for the money, don't well, do it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Guys, it's not worth it. <laughs> it won't pay off for years. <laughs> Yeah. And just like, I think with me, I just knew there was such a gap in the market for planners in general. There was just so many planners that didn't have everything. And they and the ones that had a lot did not look pretty. I was like, ew, I need to, I just need to do it. And I, yeah, I had no idea what I was doing. It was such a learning curve. But now I look back and I'm like, I can't remember a time without, you know, my product-based business. So how did you make your first dollar as an entrepreneur? What was the first thing you ever sold? That would have been, oh, see, it because I'm also, obviously, I've got my personal brand, which is, you know, Just Not A Mummy blog, which I hate the name. I actually made the name as a joke because back then I was like, oh, I'm Just Another Mummy blog, you know? I and figured now, it was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now I've got like the blue tick. So now Instagram won't let me change my name. And I'm like, I hate it. But anyway, it's a joke. Um, yeah. So I've obviously got the personal brand. So technically, in terms of that, it's working with other brands that I absolutely love and sharing them. So that would have been that side. But in terms of, you know, my product-based business, the very first thing was the 2020 planner that I created. Um, and that was my baby. And I had no idea what I was in for. And I honestly 
was absolutely shocked. I think we sold out three times and I had to keep reordering. And I was absolutely like, I used to get up at 3 a.m. and I had to try and figure out how to print shipping labels and I had no idea what I was doing. I had no sleep for so long and I would pack planners from 3 a.m. to 11 p.m. at night and I did that for weeks just to get them out. And it's crazy, like, I mean, I don't know, you would have had so many fights with the printers. Like, you know, when you're just like sitting there, it's like 2 a.m., you're tired, you're like, I just need to print these labels and then they're not coming out right and then they're like, they're not sized correctly. Like, so how many, like, when you say you were selling out, how many were we talking about? We're talking like like 50, 100, 500. Like, what was the MOQ that you had on these on these planners? It was, it was like thousands. Yeah. I see I know. packing thousands and you just didn't expect it. No, I didn't. I, I did hire my friend as well because I obviously couldn't do it and everyone wants their thing straight away. And it's also a planner. That's the only one of the biggest challenges, I guess, in my business is these things are dated. You have to get them out as soon as possible. So when there's delays and stuff, I swear I age like 20 years at the end of every year when we're doing planner season. It is a shit show. I hope I can say that. Sorry. Of course. But yeah, I hired my friend. I never, ever like let anyone work for free I've always wanted to support you know my friends and now that I've got a team of staff like it is just such a wholesome feeling because I like just being able to see them be able to thrive and even one of my closest friends who's also works for me like they've been able to do like go on holidays and like renovate their house and it just like it honestly just lights me up I think before you have staff it can feel a little bit like well I don't know actually it never felt like this for me but I, I coach women and so I hear a lot of I don't want to give away my money to somebody else for tasks that I could do. But for me, it's like, oh, and it sounds like you're the same. It's so much better to have people around and to be able to have some sort of impact on their world, especially people you work closely with that you love that, you know, would do so much for you and do do so much for you. It's so nice to be able to, like, like my favorite day of the week is the day that I pay my team. Yeah. And I think too, like one thing I really learned is because I do struggle with a bit of like control issues I always like to know what's going on and exactly how things are going to be and I always I literally had to learn the hard way that you can't do everything especially as obviously at the start you're doing everything like I was customer service I was social I was dispatching boxes I was doing everything I was doing design I was doing all the things but as you grow and you burn out like I have I had to learn like you just have to trust people if you think they're a good person and most of the time, if you're hiring the right person and it's doing a task that doesn't light you up. So for me, I just like creating content and creating products, doing anything creative. That's what makes me happy and lights me up. Usually when you're hiring someone for, you know, for me, it's like operations, logistics, like vomit, don't like that stuff. They're going to do a way better job at it than I am. Yeah. Way better. 100%. And I think I love what you just touched on them, but yeah, it's just staying in your area of genius, right? 100%. Like, I remember I read a book, it's called Rocket Fuel. You've probably, you've probably read it. And it's like the visionary and the person that implements everything, like just the processes and stuff like that. Yeah. When I was trying to do both and I noticed lately I have been trying to do both again and then I get very frustrated and burnt out. That's when you're stopping the growth of your business. And I know it's hard at the start, like straight away, you're not going to be able to pay staff. Like I get that. But I think as soon as you can hire maybe a VA or do something or outsource, hundred percent, that's the way to go. Yeah, for sure. And we talk a lot about burnout on this podcast because, well, I speak to entrepreneurs and highly successful females and we all burn out, have burned out. And I think there's a lot of chat and I'm sure you can probably agree on, you know, avoiding burnout. And I think a lot of startups are like, oh, I don't want to burn out. So I'm just not going to do a thing. I think we probably like, yes, burnout is not good and repeated burnout. It's definitely not good. 
However, I do think that it has a lot of really good lessons in it. And I'm sure you can probably feel it every time you burn out, you get to the point where you're like, okay, and you make better decisions next time. And you catch it a lot quicker. Like we were talking just before, we were like, you're catching it before it actually happens. You start to catch it before it actually happens. And also, I think it's like you're learning your boundaries because up until you have a business, you kind of think your energy is limitless. Like, I don't know about you, but I was like, I can do everything all the time. No problem. And then I had a business. I was like, yeah, she cannot do everything all the time. 100%. I also heard this quote, which I absolutely love. And you may have heard this. It's It said, I'd rather have a fire and burn out than have no spark at all. And that just absolutely resonated with me. And as you said, you're never going to learn your boundaries or how things are going to work better unless you literally fall on your ass. And I've fallen on my ass countless times. I do it probably weekly. And I think a lot of us are scared of failure, but I always just say like never a failure, always a lesson. And I'm burnt out right now. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I have it all together. Yes, I like organization, but I'm still learning ever done this before and I think it's important that we all remember that you can sit there and be on Instagram or looking at other people's businesses thinking they have it all together but I can guarantee you they've got their own struggles that especially on you know with social media and e-commerce it's such a fast-paced business that we all feel like we're on a hamster wheel yeah yeah for sure so you have a lot of different parts of aspects of your business so you've got the eight-week health reset You've got Steph Pace Planners. You've got obviously the organization parts of your business. You've also got Pace House. So you like, and I, there's actually more. Like, didn't you just, you've just organized, like, you've just done a, a team up with a company for some snacks and, yeah. and branded snacks and be like, okay, like, well, first of all, second of all, what, what came first? And then how do you know when it's time? Like, do opportunities come to you or do you create the opportunities? Like, how, how does the next thing come? Yeah. And I think it really does depend on where I'm at in my life. Like I like to say it's like with humans, we go through seasons. So there is times where I will say no to absolutely everything and just focus most of the time on SPP and I won't be making a lot of content, which is what I've pretty much been doing. But in terms of like the order of things that, yeah, really started with the blog and me sharing my life. Because when I started, I had no idea that you could even, that could even be a job. I had no idea. Like brand partnership, all of that, I had no clue. And it was back in 2016. So it wasn't like, it was obviously out there, but it wasn't as prominent as what it is now. And so, yeah, basically for me, it's been really organic and it's been whatever I'm really feeling passionate about. Um, I do have a lot of passions, like you said. I love health. I love talking about mental health, organization, planners. Um, Ryan's a builder as well. So we've got the house happening, but sometimes there'll be brands I already work really closely with. So there's been like Lust Minerals. We did a partnership and created this really beautiful makeup organization bag. So those things happen very organically. And I've got actually got relationships like the CEO of Lust is one of my really good friends. So things like that, that just feel right in my gut. I will jump at. And then things like the health reset challenge. That's something I previously offered for free I I do a lot of free content like a lot and then when I'm ready to like really level it up and just really I guess I see a lot of people who do challenges and things and I just feel like they need a different approach so for example with my health reset we don't talk about weight we don't talk about the scales we talk about how you can actually implement these habits forever for your whole life and it's really a long-term thing and I felt like that was missing and when I'm feeling really fired up about something, I will just go and do it. Cause I feel like 
it's even with like content creation and I'm sure you feel like this too with like podcast ideas and episodes. Like if you're feeling really passionate one week about a topic, you have to do it then and there. Otherwise, that fire and passion is not going to be in it the the next week. And it's weird how we just like always changing. So that happened, yeah, with my businesses. They've all kind of just, they're either working alongside like we are now or they, I kind of try and stagger them depending on how I'm feeling. And yeah, it's just, it is crazy. And the Pace House is the new house we're building and I guess that just that just kind of is happening because I just wanted to share the experience and everyone can see Ryan and I arguing about four colors. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. And I think that sometimes, and you'll, you'll see this a lot, I think sometimes we put people on a pedestal and I think what's really cool about the pedestal, but you're definitely on a pedestal, but you regularly remove yourself from the pedestal. I think it's almost like that's, I think that's what makes you so special. I think that's why people are so addicted um i think that's why you have such a cult following is because yeah people put you up on this pedestal and then you repeatedly just remove yourself you're like no this is my very normal very messy super like i fight with my husband about flaws you know my kids are a fucking nightmare sometimes <laughs> like you know my shift's a mess some days sometimes i'm a mess you know um and and i think that it's really cool because i think that people can you know if they fall into your world right now and I go onto your social media right now. Like I showed my husband your social media last night. And he was like, oh, I can see why she's so successful. She seems to really have it all together kind of thing. And I was like, the best thing about her is that she doesn't. You know what I mean? I think that's exactly what people love about you. Well, thank you. And I do, I feel like it's just so important, especially there's other people out there watching who could be in a really bad like mental health space. And I think by everyone, you know, we're, we're so over the filtered versions of ourselves on Instagram. And you do see that a lot more. Everyone is a lot more unfiltered and just posting whatever, whenever, which I'm absolutely loving. And yeah, I guess I just never want other people to feel like everyone has it all together, especially me. Cause as you said, I'm a hot mess. And literally the reason I created planners is because I cannot remember anything for the life of me. I have no concept of time. <laughs> yeah. If it's not in the calendar or in the planner, it's not happening. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so on mental health, let's talk about mental health because it's always something that you're really passionate about. How do you navigate it, you know, being so vulnerable online? Is it tough sometimes? Because, I mean, obviously it's what you stand for. It's what you believe in. But is it tough because I'm sure that you get people trying to take you down in your moments of vulnerability as well as, you know, of course, so much love and support that comes through. And obviously everything that's been going on in your life the last couple of months has been you know, pretty heavy and pretty deep and really probably very big for you to be sharing publicly whilst you're grieving. So how do you navigate that knowing when it's safe for you to share and knowing that you're ready to share or do you just do it as it comes up? How do you navigate that? Yeah, I think it depends on what I'm talking about. I definitely, I'm very soft. So I I have big feelings, (laughs) I have a lot of emotions. My intentions are always really good. I never think badly. I'm not, I'm the most non-judgmental person on the planet. Even in high school, I never had tips with girls. I was very oblivious to all like, if there was any bitchiness, I had no idea what was going on. So I guess in terms of that, I do have my times. I'm very lucky. It's rare that I do get, you know, some negativity. But when I do, I think over time, I've kind of just had to learn that like hurt people hurt people. A lot of the time when I would get maybe a rude message, I do like to kill them with kindness because that's just who I am. I'm a nice person and if they're having a bad day and they're taking it out on me, then I guess at least they're not taking it out on someone else that's more vulnerable. But they do tend to open up and say, like, I'm sorry, I'm going through X, Y, Z. You know what I mean? 
So that's the first thing. And then if I'm just feeling really vulnerable, I do try and remember like, you know, say it's a post I post and someone doesn't like it. I just remember like, okay, like what was my intention behind the post? Was it to, to inspire people, to help people? And it's always a good intention. And I think that's what's really important. And also the amount of people when I do get really vulnerable and share about, you know, anxiety, postnatal depression, grief, all the things, even just struggling with motherhood. So many people tell me how much it's helped them and that has to outweigh the bad. And I know it's human. Yeah, we and I know it's humans. Like we literally naturally always will focus on the one negative instead of all the positives. So one thing actually, who was it? I think it was either Ryan or someone that works with me. They said, Steph, yeah, it was Sarah who works with me. I think I was having a, a bad mental health day and I had a troll. And she said, Steph, I want you to like picture a stadium and up the back row, there's two seats of trolls and then the rest is full of all your community that loves you. And just having that visual representation just helped me so, so much. So that's something that I think everyone needs to visualize, even if they're starting a new business. And I know maybe they've got family or friends, like maybe one or two saying, I don't think that's a good idea. Think about all the people you're going to be helping with your product or service. And then just think of the one or two people at the back who are, you know, throwing cups or something. You know what I mean? Like, but you wouldn't even be able to hear them. Like, you you wouldn't wouldn't even see them. They could be booing and throwing cups and everyone around them would be like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. literally. So that really helped me. And I think, yeah, just if I'm feeling strong that day, so in terms of the grief when I lost dad, there was many days I just didn't feel strong enough to turn up and talk about it. But then there might be a spark where I was like, no, I think I'm going to talk about it today. So I think it's good to get outside your comfort zone, but don't push yourself. If you're not feeling it that day, don't push yourself either because you need to be you know, compassionate towards yourself as well. In a world where I guess women having feelings can be something that they get, I guess, not told off for, but put down for, especially if you've ever worked in a corporate world or, or there are a lot of women who have suppressed a lot of their feelings, have suppressed a lot of their emotions, especially high-achieving, high-functioning women who, you know, have been told that they're crazy for having all these feelings or, you know, all of those things that can come up in life, right? It sounds like you are so deeply connected to your intuition and that's where a lot of your decisions come from is, you've mentioned it a few times in the podcast, you know, it depends on how I'm feeling. And, you know, I'm thinking about if I'm, this new business comes in, you know, I just trust my gut and I just listen in and then, and then I take the action. Have you always just naturally been very intuitive in your body as to what you can and can't do? Or is it something that you've learned over the years? I do think like I have always liked to kind of push myself and prove to myself that I can do things, even if it didn't actually kind of feel like, okay. I, but I do feel like, yeah, deep down in my gut, I always just, you know, when I, for example, the first time I did like a TV segment, I literally was going to shit my pants. It was so scary. But I just knew, I was like, as much as I wanted to say no, I just knew like in my gut that I could do it. And I just tried to picture how it feel afterwards. So I do feel like I've always been in touch with my gut. And there's unfortunately been times in, you know, especially in my business where, you know, I've had an off feeling about something or, you know, something in the business and I've ignored it. And then I've been like, I should have listened to my gut. Like we all do it. I'm sure there's like maybe there's like a bit of a sketchy person over there and you're like, oh no, because I'm also someone I like to think the best of everyone. So mm-hmm. if my gut telling me that person might not be very good, I actually get really upset with myself because I'm like, how dare you judge that person or think that they maybe haven't got the best intentions? And then when it ends up being right, I was like, okay, 
<laughs> I'll sit back down. Yeah, you can't sit back down. I'll, I'll go back into listening to my body again because she knows what's up. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. And I think so often we make decisions with our heads and not with our hearts or our guts. And I think a lot of women are using their heads. Like, this is the smart thing to do. This is the logical thing to do. This is the right or wrong. And I think that that's so black and white. I think there's so much middle ground that comes in when we listen to our guts. And I think that's where so much of the passion and impact can come from when we're actually listening to what our body is telling us rather than what our head is telling us. hundred percent. I feel like the people with the biggest emotions, like you said, we're the most passionate. We're going to be the ones that really do think outside the box. And you will look back at all the most amazing entrepreneurs and CEOs ever, and they're going to be the wildest people with the yeah. biggest emotions because they come up with the coolest shit. If you're someone who never wants to push the boundaries and doesn't feel anything, you're not going to come up with great products or, you know, want to help people in the first place. So I just want to touch on one more thing before we wrap up today. And I think, you know, from a business perspective, so many women want what you've got. They, they want a cult following. They want people to walk around being like, oh, yeah, I'm just stepping my house. They, uh, they want the Marie Kondo thing going, right? But specifically for you, like I heard your name mentioned. I'm not a mum. But I heard, because I'm surrounded by so many mums, I heard your name mentioned so many times, like, Steph Pace, Steph Pace, Pace Planners, I'm stepping my house. Like, there was all this stuff. I was like, who is this woman? Like, I need to go follow her immediately. Not realizing that my favorite filter on social media happened to be created by you. I was like, I already love this woman. So talk to me, how did you create a cult following? I know this is probably something that's very, maybe, uh, you're unconsciously competent, you know, like, you don't know exactly how you did it. But what do you think it comes down to? It's hard, as you said, and even when people say, you know, I've heard of you and stuff, that still blows my mind because I, I, I'm such a normal person and that will never change. I'm still the same person I was when I had one follower and I'll never change, but I just feel like being open and, you know, in terms of, say, let's talk from a business perspective, and I've said this before at events that, you know, people just want to get to know other people, especially, you know, with lockdowns and things people craving human connection and in a world that we're all just online we're so just out of touch with one another so I feel like you know for them to know that I'm going to show up every day and just talk about what I'm up to and tell them what I'm struggling with it's like a consistent thing that they know they can go to and I think over time they just get to know who I am as a person because at the end of the day if you're going to show up and not be yourself that facade's going to fade away and then you know your community is going to then realize it's not really you so I feel like if you're yourself from day one the people that follow you are going to love the true you and that's where the community comes in. And I feel like whenever I am sharing or jumping on, yes, it's usually it can be for shits and giggles, it can be for whatever, but I always hop on with the purpose of helping other people. It's not like a selfish thing, like not saying sharing about yourself is selfish, but actually being like, okay, this happened to me, here's my advice from it or here's what you can take from this. So just really thinking of others and that's going to be the most fulfilling thing you can do. Feeling, and I think like I literally did an entire presentation on this yesterday, and I was like, the whole concept of it was people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, and, and that really is one of like, and what you do every day, Steph, is like you go through something hard, and you're like, I don't want someone else to have to go through this without maybe being able to have a different perspective, like I've been able to gain today. So I'm going to share that just in the hopes that maybe I can turn someone else's day around. And you have mentioned a couple of times today, like you share so freely, you've done so much stuff for free, you. Because you genuinely care about people and that's why you got into this. And that's, that's why you're successful because people know it's the real you. And, and the other part of a cult following, I think, comes down to you don't burn your audience because you don't change. You know, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I think when you're showing up on stories, I think it's like, say, 
I know it can feel very unnatural. It did for me at the start. I felt like a bloody loony tune talking to my phone. But after a while, you kind of just see them as like, I just see them as all as mates. And it's just like, I want my community to feel like I'm on FaceTime just chatting to them. And that's literally all I'm about. I don't have any different motives except I just want to connect with people and I just want to help people. And I think if anyone's listening, the biggest thing that you can take away from this today is like, get on the stories, do the thing, share openly, but also just know that if you do get trolled, if people do take you guys, I know that's what stops a lot of people is that fear of judgment, right? But you've said it so beautifully today. It's like, if you can stand behind your own intentions and and just know that people genuinely don't want to hurt you, they're probably just having a bad day that, you know, you're going to help more people than you're going to get like hurt by. 100%. I did get to a point too. I was actually in a really dark place going back to, you know, negativity when I did get like a little bit of negativity which again I don't get much but I'm a very soft person I got to the point and I remember I was really upset I was crying and stuff like that and Ryan just said like okay so what are you going to do are you going to stop or are you going to keep going and I think that's what I knew like no I'm not going to let one or two people stop me because that's going to do a huge disservice to the thousands of people or a couple of people that I'm helping even you can help one other person don't stop yourself from sharing and putting yourself out there because of one person or family member that doesn't believe in you because you're doing a disservice for everyone else. Yeah, for sure. And I think there's so much lightness. Like imagine if you stopped, you know, imagine like people wouldn't have, they're organizing. They wouldn't have, <laughs> they wouldn't have this person they can go to and just feel like seen and heard and connected. And especially like you said, you know, originally new mums, like I know so many new mums and so many friends of mine are new mums and you are just a you're chained to the house and it is really lonely. And they always tell me it's so lonely. So to have someone, even if it's online, even if they don't even speak to, just being like, hey, just normalizing this, this sucks. <laughs> uh, it's like so nice. Yeah, I think it's really important, especially in those really vulnerable days. Even if you feel like you're helping on and not saying much, you'd be surprised how much you're saying to people watching. Mm-hmm. So Steph, if you could give one piece of advice to a small business owner, who's just getting started and, you know, navigating her way through the startup phase, what would you say to somebody? I think the biggest thing that I wish I could tell, I guess, speaking from experience is it's not stupid. It's valid. The purpose, the product, the service you're trying to put forward, there is a market for it. And I think, yeah, the more that you can just be yourself and also sharing the struggles you're facing behind the business. People just want to buy from other people. So, open up and just know it isn't stupid because I feel like so many of us think that to ourselves but yeah just just be yourself turn up consistently even on the days you don't really feel like sharing that's the day also to share and be like you know I'm having a bit of a a shit day today I love that thank you and thank you for everything you bring to this world the online world but also the physical world with your planners and your statuary and all of the beautiful stuff that you have going on guys if you love today's episode which I'm sure that you did could you please take a screenshot and tag myself and Steph all of our info is in the show notes and just tell us what your biggest takeaway was because we would love to hear what you thought today Steph thank you so much for jumping on with me again thank you so much it was really really fun and I will see you guys next week babe thank you for tuning into today's episode it means the absolute world to have you here with me if you want more head to the show notes below to check out our latest free resources along with the exclusive link for podcast listeners to book in a free 15 minute strategy session to find out how you can boom your biz